while some of these things caused real pain and drama and strife for me and cost me a lot of fucking money, I wouldn't change a thing because everything is a lesson and being an entrepreneur is just one big fucking lesson. You're listening to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. I'm your host, Jill Perrick, a business and mindset coach who specializes in imposter syndrome. If you feel like you're not as smart, capable, or worthy as you actually are and that someone is going to find you out, then you've come to the right place. I went from being a struggling government worker, working my coaching business on the side, but feeling unworthy and burnt out to making multiple six figures, helping women overcome imposter syndrome so they too can sign clients, make bank, and have the business or career of their dreams. I am nothing special. I have a stuttering disability, ADHD, and I struggle with anxiety and depression. So if I can learn how to feel good enough and overcome my inner imposter, then so can you. Let's dig in. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. I'm your host, Jill Perrick, and happy April, everybody. And I'm so excited because at the end of this month, I'm going to see my business bestie and fellow coach Mackenzie Conklin, who lives in San Francisco. And I was there in 2017 with my two best friends, and now I'm going back and we're going to go hiking and eat good food and just really enjoy ourselves. I'm so excited. And I recently got my Nexus Pass, actually, which for those of you who don't know, it's a trusted traveler program. So you can skip customs at the airport, which is going to be amazing. And that means that it'll make my trips to the States so much easier because I actually go there a couple times a year for work stuff. And it was a good year to get it because I'll be going to Miami and I'll be doing San Francisco and whatever other things that I will be doing this year. Meeting business friends and going to business events. And it seems like 2023 is the year of traveling. And it's like, I don't even need to save for a wedding, which I do. (laughs) I really, really do. But um, yeah, let's get into the episode. I'm really excited for this episode. But first, I want you to head over to the show notes and get on the waitlist for my one-to-one coaching program, Worthy and Wealthy. This is my six-month one-to-one coaching program to help coaches overcome imposter syndrome and sign four-figure clients on repeat. My clients are signing clients into their coaching programs, feeling confident about what they charge, they know they can help people, and they're learning how to build a sustainable and simple business. And that includes managing the emotions that come with it as well. Worthy and Wealthy comes with three one-to-one coaching sessions a month, one-to-one access to me in Voxer, an entire curriculum of trainings from A to Z on how to clarify your messaging, be effective in your marketing, and how to sign clients. And in 2023, I implemented monthly workshops where I teach and coach all of my one-to-one clients at once in one place. So step into your most worthy and wealthy self this year and become one of my one-to-one clients by applying to Worthy and Wealthy. The link is in my show notes to book a sales call. Now let's get into the episode. And let me just say, talking about my fuck ups is not something that comes naturally to me. Being vulnerable on the internet is not what comes naturally to me, trust me. But unfortunately for me, I am very magnetic when I talk about my fuck ups and it's such a necessity as a coach who specializes in imposter syndrome. Even though it makes the perfectionist in me twitch with anxiety, (laughs) 
I need to be an example for my clients and for you guys. I know firsthand that if imposter syndrome is something that you're struggling with, being vulnerable is next to impossible and it feels like you're doing it wrong. And you're also so afraid to divulge anything that would make someone judge you and decide not to work with you. But truthfully, I think the best way to be vulnerable is when something is a scar instead of a wound, meaning that you've done adequate healing and have learned the lesson you need to learn. Otherwise, the vulnerability hangover might eat you alive. And I also think that people confuse complete and utter transparency with vulnerability. Even as a person who shares her life on the internet, I am not obligated to share anything that I don't want to. Some things are personal to me and always will be. When Dustin and I have kids, if we have kids, I won't be sharing them on the internet. So I think it's easy to be vulnerable when you also have decent boundaries around what you share and how you share it. And this is a side note, but whenever I had something that I knew I wanted to share, but I was afraid to, I started with an IG post. When I came out to my audience about having a stuttering disability, I couldn't bear to talk about it on my stories, but I could just post something and be done with it and that felt so much easier. So also, baby steps with your vulnerability are perfect and great and if your vulnerability will be useful to your audience, start working towards that. Now let's get into some of my fuck-ups in business, and while at the same time they definitely did feel like fuck-ups, when everything was said and done, I was able to reflect on it, and I actually am so grateful for these lessons that I have learned. And also we can't go back in time, unfortunately, so it's my choice to see mistakes as a blessing, and you should too. But I also want to help you on your journey so you can learn from my mistakes, even though you will inevitably make your own. So firstly, the first fuck up, I think is a fuck up. I invested in courses and bundles before I ever hired a coach. And I probably would have saved so much money, which is what I thought I was doing by just buying courses instead of just biting the bullet and hiring a coach. The reason why it was a fuck up though was because I had no self-belief or autonomy as a business owner yet. And courses are just processes and one, two, threes. They don't teach you how to be self-explorative or question if a strategy is even for you. They are packed with information, but you also have to learn how to discern what information is useful and what information isn't. And it's also shiny object syndrome. Not only do courses promise a result, but they're usually more affordable than hiring a coach. But it's a fuck up because your mindset and your thoughts will probably stay in the same place. Your strategies and informational knowledge might shift, but without the right mindset, information is just information. And that was the lesson that I had to learn, that the biggest shifts came from being coached. And the courses I bought after I learned how to use thought work, how to soothe my nervous system, and how to manage my mind, as well as have a solid foundation of self-worth and self-governance, they were so much more effective because I was not relying on the course to make me feel better or to solve all my problems for me in my business. So for example, I'm currently in Kirsten Roldan's million dollar email program, and I am getting amazing results within that program without even having to attend the weekly coaching calls. I can consume the course and use the information to the best of my ability because of the way I know now how to manage my brain and because of my deep sense of self-worth. This program is responsible for solving one problem in my business, but when I am the best version of myself, I determine if the problem is actually solved or not. 
And this lesson is twofold because I have spent thousands of dollars on courses or bundles or short-term non-coaching programs, and this has taught me how to make better investment decisions. I used to buy things on a whim, check out while I was in bed scrolling, or not give myself any space to make a decision. But now I am way more intentional. I assess how effective it will be, how much time I have to consume the item, and etc. So look, my impulse shopping... <laughs> may still be present when it comes to Amazon, but no more when it comes to my business investments. So get coached, get coached, get fucking coached. It will truly speed things up for you when it comes to the results in your business. You will learn so much more about yourself, about how to run a sustainable and simple business, about what you truly want, about your goals and values and everything in between. And even if the investment seems large at the time, it is way less than you will spend on trying to do everything yourself and trying to do everything in your business with a mismanaged mind. In the same vein, one of my fuck-ups was coach hopping and having multiple coaches at the same time. Now, especially if you're new to coaching, you may not have had the opportunity to decide if a coach is for you. I'm not talking about working with someone and then realizing it's not a good fit and then just staying with them out of obligation. I'm talking about when you have multiple different coaches, either one after the other or more than one at a time. When I started hiring coaches, I was more drawn to the results the coach said that they could help me achieve instead of seeing the coach embody the kind of coach I wanted to be and working with me to design a business that was good for me. I didn't realize how important values were to me when it came to someone I was working with and I have hired a couple coaches who I later realized did not share the same worldviews or values as me. And while there are a lot of instances where that is perfectly okay, like for example, I have worked with clients that have differing views on the COVID vaccine than I do. I think that there's some values that I feel pretty firm about, like women's rights, gun laws, and racism. And I needed to learn that as I hired more and more coaches. I also realized that I needed to hire someone whose story that I could relate to. I once hired a coach who already had a really high net worth before even becoming a coach. And there were some things that I didn't feel seen, heard, or validated around, and one of those things being money. So when I hired my next coach, a big piece of that was her vulnerability around her story and how she shifted her own beliefs about money and transformed her identity and achieved the results that I desired and wanted to achieve myself. Her story and her experience helped me feel so validated. So with regards to coach hopping, it may take time to figure out who is an ideal coach for you or what values you look for in a coach, and that's totally fine. But once I found coaches who I felt seen and validated by, who shared my values and who could help me get results, I realized how valuable and rare that shit is. Because coach hopping means that you're looking for a solution to your problems when the solution is inside of you. A coach cannot get the results for you. Coaching is a do with process, so it's also important to trust the coach that you have and to have good rapport with them and to also trust that they're coaching you with your best interests at heart. I cherish my coaching relationships and so many of my clients resign with me and that's because that trust and experience with one another is so powerful and again, rare. Coach hopping may prevent you from ever getting a deep transformation because it takes a level of time and trust to to be truly vulnerable 
and open with another person. Your business and your brain are the most intimate parts of your life, so sharing those things can be scary. I'm being serious. When I worked with DL Sharon in 2019, my very first group coaching program, I should have just stayed with her all the way through. Instead, I thought I should try new things, branch out, work with different people to get different results, but I ended up coming back to her in 2021 and then was so mad at myself for not doing it sooner. It matters to be coached by someone who knows how to coach you and not just tell you how to get results. It matters to be coached by someone who challenges you and cares about where you take your life and business. And while I think everything happens for a reason, I still think it was a big fuck up to coach hop in search of getting rich quick instead of realizing that coaching is meant to change you as a person, not just your business. Truthfully, they are one in the same. So with regards to having multiple coaches at once... This can just be really confusing when it's a coach of the same genre, meaning you can totally have a life coach and a business coach or a business coach and a health coach. You get the gist. But I've had two business coaches at the same time and it was so confusing because everyone has their own philosophies and what they believe. They're going to coach you differently and they're going to have different opinions. And if you're not super grounded in your decisions and you're outsourcing your power to others then it's gonna be confusing because you wanna take someone's advice and you want to know who you should listen to. And the thing is, no one is wrong per se. It's just a matter of one over the other. Having more than one coach of the same genre at the same time meant that I was often in indecision and I didn't feel super sure of myself. So having one coach say one thing and another coach say another thing made me more confused than anything. And it is so much better and easier on your brain to work with one coach at a time, implement what they are helping you implement, and to decide that you are being coached by one person. Hey guys, I hope you're loving today's episode. I am just taking a brief pause in today's episode to share with you a client testimonial. These testimonials are either from group coaching clients or clients who are in my one-to-one coaching program. And I can't wait for you to hear how I have changed their lives and their businesses for the better. Leaving the container, I was basically a whole new person. Like my entire life changed. I was expecting to just work on like a little bit of confidence and business strategy, but we deep dived into everything that had been holding me back my entire life from releasing shame to always questioning myself and every move and word and thought that I had and releasing people pleasing and imposter syndrome and perfectionism and just so many things that had been holding me back. And I didn't even imagine that I would be able to get this type of transformation to now show up in the ways I want to and just feel confident in my authentic self to pull off whatever I want. Thank you guys so much for listening. Now let's get back to the episode. I talk about this one a lot if you follow me on Instagram at your coach Jill and that's hiring a whole ass team. So this is another one of my fuck ups. I hired a whole ass team when my business just started to make a lot of money. So I originally only had a VA and a social media manager, but then I hired an OBM and she had a whole slew of contractors, which eventually led to ads, Pinterest, you name it, I have fucking hired it. And again, I actually don't regret this. I learned so much, but fuck, I would have saved myself thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars if I wouldn't have hired this whole team and outsourced my decision making because that's what it was. I didn't feel like my identity was matched to the money that I was making. And 
I made like $2,000 in March of 2020. And then in April, I made 10K. And I just continued making five-figure months after that. And my identity was like, what the fuck, right? Like the girl who was making 3K a month at her government job was now making 10K in her business and 3K at the government job. Like it was a total mind fuck. And hiring the team and outsourcing absolutely everything meant that I didn't have to think I could just grow without my involvement because I didn't feel like I knew what I was doing. I had so much imposter syndrome about growing a thriving business and scaling it and I outsourced my leadership. I'd be on calls with my OBM and I'd be like, so what should I do? I had no idea how to lead a team or how to actually scale. So when she would suggest we should do this or that, like do ads or hire someone to do Pinterest, etc., I never questioned it. I just threw money at the problem, at the identity problem that I was having. And I didn't feel worthy of the money I was making. And I didn't have the CEO skills to manage money like I do now. So I spent a lot of the money that I was making. And I had a lot of shame about that as well. I rarely questioned things like I once had a VA that was charging me $2,000 a month and she had a contractor who said that they spent 17 hours editing four podcasts, 17 out of 20 hours. They were spending apparently spending 17 hours of those 20 hours on editing four podcast episodes, right? Like it was insane. So I, of course, questioned the whole thing when it came to using 17 hours, right, of the 20 to work on four podcasts. But that was just an example of how I didn't pay attention because leading my team made me feel inferior. Being a boss while also being a people pleaser was difficult because I didn't want my team to be mad at me. And like I said, I outsourced my leadership. I didn't think of myself as a leader and I made a lot of money and didn't manage my brain around making that much money or what it was doing to my identity. Now I only have a virtual assistant who edits these podcasts, who does five hours a month in my business and it's glorious. My systems are all set up and I can run them easily myself and my expenses can be deferred to coaching, which is where I want them to go. I'll hire people for short-term projects, but mostly I want a simple business that includes simplicity with my team too. And I never would have learned that if I didn't hire a whole ass team. Also, if I was properly managing my brain, I would have learned, and here we have another fuck up, that I I was changing things up way too much. I talk about having a simple business a lot because that's what I believe in and that's what I have. And that's what I truly wanted when I was being coached properly. Before I just hired coaches and did what they did because I never knew how to figure out what kind of business I truly wanted and desired to have. So I created courses and had all these different groups, got rid of one-to-one coaching and did all of these things without truly assessing what I wanted out of a business. I also had it in my head that in order to scale, I needed certain offers and needed to launch certain things. When I have scaled so much more easily and efficiently with only one-to-one coaching in the last year and a half more than ever before. I was never just okay with where I was at in my business, meaning I was always mad that I was where I was at income-wise and business-wise. And this was my most recent fuck up within the last year or so, which is wanting to be bigger, to be more, wondering why I'm not at a million dollars yet, And it really halted my progress. I wanted to skip big things like getting really good at coaching and getting my clients amazing results, which I've been cultivating and creating over the past year now. 
I wanted to skip the work and go right to the results, which of course isn't how it works. I had to be okay with where I was at, where my income was at, and I had to accept that wherever I was, that was where I was supposed to be. And that's when I actually began to scale. It was almost instantaneous after that. As a generator in human design, when I stopped trying to control and contort the outcomes I wanted, when I released attachment to the outcome, that is when shit officially started happening exactly the way that I wanted it to. Of course. Of fucking course. So constantly changing shit all the time, trying to move faster than where you are or haven't completed or haven't learned yet, arguing with where you're at, these things will only slow you down. Like for example, I have had clients who are like, why don't I have clients? Why isn't this happening? Why is this happening? And there's always a reason why. Sometimes it's time. Sometimes it's what they're doing. Um, It's sometimes how they're being. But as long as you're working towards getting those clients and becoming the coach who has the clients, they will come. It's inevitable. It really, really is. But being mad because you're not a million dollar coach right this second and you're not as popular as you think you should be is going to do nothing for your growth or your progress. I learned so much from this lesson to accept and complete where I'm at because there's always a lesson to be learned if I'm not happy with where I am and think I should be elsewhere to keeping things simple because that's what I actually truly want and desire and you may desire a different business model and that's perfectly okay but for me I want a business that is easy to follow easy to work in and easy to lead from. I want a business that puts clients first and allows me to live the life I want to live outside of my business, and I stick with what I decide. In the first 30 days of working with me, my one-to-one clients make decisions with their business and their offers and their selling, and we stick to those decisions. Your results are so much faster that way when you're not changing things up constantly out of boredom or insecurity. Because so many of y'all think that things need to change externally or with your strategy or your Instagram bio when really the changes need to be made to your thoughts and to your mindset. At some point, there will be a part two to this podcast episode. But the main thing that I want you to take away from this is that while some of these things caused real pain and drama and strife for me and cost me a lot of fucking money, I wouldn't change a thing. Because everything is a lesson and being an entrepreneur is just one big fucking lesson. You are doing everything for the first time and that can wreak havoc on your confidence and self-worth, but it's all meant to go exactly how it's supposed to go and you only fail if you quit. And the thing is, I used to consider mistakes synonymous with failure. I felt like if I made any mistake at all, I fucked everything up. But mistakes are just a part of the game of being an entrepreneur. They are inevitable, and just like a thought, you can make it mean whatever you decide to make it mean. It has given me so much peace to forgive myself for making mistakes and to glean the lesson from every single mistake that I've made. It made me the person, the coach, and the business owner that I am today. It's led me to friends that I wouldn't have had otherwise, clients I wouldn't have had otherwise, and experiences that I wouldn't have had otherwise. And again, while some of these experiences were painful and I learned hard lessons about my worth, about money, etc., the growth that I have had over the past five years of being an entrepreneur are like 20 years worth of life experience, I swear. I'm so much more confident in myself because of the mistakes that I've made. And I feel like less of a fraud, so much less of a fraud because of how I choose to reframe my fuck-ups. And you can decide that for yourself as well. 
Your business, your life, and your future self deserve a coach that is going to see you through the highs and lows of entrepreneurship, a coach that knows what you're experiencing and can validate you while also holding you accountable, and a coach who cares about your results as much as she cares about her own. And that's me, your coach Jill, and my one-to-one coaching program, Worthy and Wealthy, where you will sign four-figure coaching clients on repeat and stop feeling like a fraud for good. Head to the link in my show notes to book a sales call and work with me one-to-one for six months. I love you guys so much and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. Head to the show notes to find out how you can take this work deeper with me in one-to-one coaching or in the From Imposter to Empowered group program. In the show notes, you'll also find a free three-day challenge to start the process of overcoming your inner imposter. And once you're done with all of that, screenshot this episode and share it on Instagram, tagging me at your coach Jill so we can connect. See you next time.